0: You know, a bunch of things can happen, and, and that could derail you in, in two seconds. Um, I managed to get caught up in the lifestyle, you know, making a $1,000 in a day. And then you're like, oh, you know what, I don't even need to play basketball anymore. I can make a $1,000 every day.
1: Yo, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. Um, This is a super special episode, I'd say. It's one that's been a long time in the making. Um, This man uh, is someone who I would consider both a brother, a dear friend, and a mentor. And not many people in my life have been able to play uh, all three of those roles. Um, I'll talk about it more in the intro for the podcast so that we can save some time but I'm here with my boy um E and uh I met him a couple years ago he's held it down for me ever since in a nutshell E I know it's kind of hard because you're sort of in between things right now figuring it out but if you had to say you know in in a paragraph or two
0: sort of where are you at right now and what do you do where am, I, where am I at right now, in life? Yeah,
1: in life. And then we'll, and then we'll jump into, well, Tarantino, this shit, and we'll um, jump into the beginning.
0: In life right now, 33 years old, I'm in a comfortable space. Um, I'm a married man, at home with the wife, two children. Still trying to figure things out in life, what I really want to do. hundred. Um, the best thing about that is that I, I wake up every single day breath of fresh air and still have another chance to figure it out exactly things don't happen overnight and with that being said let's take it back to the beginning
1: so that folks can kind of get an idea of some of the things that you've been through um I met E when I was in first of all an intern at Reconnect Cafe out in Brooklyn if you guys know anything about me you know I've talked about this before uh was co-founded by Father Jim and my boy E um Back before I got there And so I was just an intern at the beginning And he kind of took me under his wing started showing me some things And uh, I learned about his story Kind of over that year and over time And I didn't, I guess, piece it together How um, real should have been for you growing up And so talk about what it was like So you're a Puerto Rican?
0: I'm Puerto Rican And but born in... Born in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn Born in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn Where Reconnect is at And right there you grew up in the Tompkins... Tompkins, Tompkins projects, projects, literally two blocks from where the business was. So
1: the business was 139 Tompkins Ave. Yes, sir. And for my boy, growing up in the projects, for and people that don't know, these projects are like the competing projects, the Jay-Z's, Marcy projects, just for some uh, perspective. And so talk about for people that have no concept of what it's like to actually grow up in the projects, what's what's it like for young E when you growing up oh, in New man. York? Oh, man. You was in the 80s, right? I was born 1984.
0: 1984. Okay, so growing up in the uh, 80s in New York, what's that shit like? It was crazy. I, I started running the streets 1992 at 8 years old. Damn. I was I was a young adult. So what are you getting into at 8 years old? What's he doing? Uh, not wanting to be in the house, wanting to hang out with the older dudes mm. in the neighborhood thinking that they're doing the right things mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the day they weren't really doing the right things but they just found a way to manipulate the young the young kids coming up yeah. to want to live that lifestyle of running the streets um, growing up in Tompkins was kind of crazy it's, in a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a project complex with I would say maybe 10 buildings out of the 10 buildings, 8 of them have 16 floors, 8 apartments on each floor. So it's 10 buildings. And, wow. You know, when you grow up on a side block or in a nice community, everybody should get along. But in the projects, you would never get along. Because they feel like, oh, my building is better than your building. 85 is way better than 919. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. We are We're all same, members in yeah. the same community. We are all dealing with the same issues, you know. Let's figure out a way to to make it work for all of us being that we have to see each other every day yeah but unfortunately things doesn't work like that right and so you grew up too i know a little bit about your family you grew up there um how many siblings you have it's five of us in total five in total two brothers and two sisters uh and where do you fall in that in that mix um the my my younger brother's the youngest and then i'm after him then it's me So I was the baby before my moms had the baby. Oh, okay. The baby before the baby. The baby before the baby, yeah. Okay. (laughs)
1: And growing up, um, so you had the one older brother? I had the
0: one older brother. The one older brother. And uh, two older sisters? Two older sisters.
1: And so when you're growing up as the baby, what's it like with your family in that small project apartment with all those kids running around? Are you the uh, the letter getting picked on, or I knew you've kind of been a sporty dude. Were you playing handball and making a name for yourself at a young age? What's
0: 8-year-old E kind of like? What's family like? 8-year-old E, I was always outside, getting into something, some activity, whether it was sports or doing horrible things that kids do, you know? (laughs) Throwing rocks at cops (laughs) and going for a run, you know, live on the edge a little bit while the police chase you. Um... Even eight years old Getting into some shenanigans Went from Playing sports To Needing money Yes To selling fake Raffle tickets For this For this older man Yo Wait I know that's Elaborate on that a little bit Yeah so it was this Older man named Wells Rest in peace He's no longer (laughs) with us Um, But he was You know He was an older dude That manipulated The young guys When we thought That we were really Selling raffle tickets For A campaign called Save the Children Campaign (laughs) <laughs> but then we would wonder, like I sold two hundred dollars worth of tickets, and at the end of the day you're giving me a hundred bucks, you know, and
1: Where as I got
0: older, going? I realized it was it was a scam, you know, but he would have the children go sell the tickets He would for have the children go sell the tickets. I was making a hundred dollars a day wow, so you you were you were in sales from the jump from the from the beginning
1: do you remember back then any uh anything going into through your head on what would make a good sale now that you're, when you were learning even at a young age how to finesse a customer or how to sell them a product like what
0: I I learned it at a young age and you know I guess that made me more of a, of a people's person yeah not be afraid or shy to, to talk to anybody coming from where we come from where you know it's it's scary situations growing up in the projects in Bed if. Anybody knew what Best I was like in the '80s and '90s is it was a neighborhood that you'd be afraid to walk through at, at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And somehow, some way, by the grace of God, I, that sort of helped me. Yeah. Learned I, the gift of gab, and I did something right with it. And,
1: I think that is a testament to to you right now for folks listening who so are sitting in beautiful Central Park. It's a beautiful day and when i just came out the bus station at port authority to meet e we were chatting maybe two seconds and a lady strolled up to him asked him for directions and I, you gave probably some of the best most thoughtful directions i've seen in a long time i think you just got those the salesman <laughs> customer service skills down man like most people from new york i think that she approached you because you had that energy of um what's jay-z even say jay-z i can sell water to a well
0: you yeah. know what I mean You can I sell can water sell, to a well Sell
1: cocaine thing and sell CDs I think I think there's something About being Being from that Time That era And that place That You just learn You just have to learn You, you learn you, quickly How you to You have to, to learn how to You
0: have to talk yourself Out of situations uh, Living in the projects Walking outside of the building And Seeing somebody That you don't have a problem with But that individual Has problem with people That live in this building Yeah You have to talk your way out of it and diffuse the situation, letting them know, like, listen, I have nothing to do with that. Right. I just live here. Yeah. I'm minding my business. I don't hang out here. Right. I'm just home. When I'm at home, I'm outside on the block that I grew up at. Right. You know, which was two blocks away from the projects.
1: And so then take me, let's fast forward a little bit um, to maybe, like, around high school era. You're maybe when you're 14, 15 and that kind of knucklehead phase for teenage boys, where are you at in terms of, um, Is there? do you have any are you trying to play pro ball? Is there a dream for that? Are you just trying to make it day to day? What's kind of your, are you just chasing girls? What's kind of your,
0: on your radar? So, I wanted to play pro ball. I'm a great basketball player. Um, but growing up, you know, in the situations that not only me, but a a lot of young men in America grow up in, whether it's New York, Detroit, Chicago, you name it, everybody has to deal with it. Um, they want to do the right thing, but not they don't have that for that role model, that person that's gonna, you know, walk the walk with them, you know, and yeah. lend them the ears, you know, give them a conversation and teach them a little bit about life. At that time, it was the older guys. Just teaching the young guys the wrong things. Yeah. So me, high school, I was playing ball, like I said, uh, selling drugs. Cause already. Need, already, because I needed some money. Um, and as time goes on, you realize that you you can't you can't play basketball and hang out with the drug dealers. <laughs> it's impossible. How come? It's impossible because something is bound to happen. Whether you know you get murdered, you you get arrested. Or, you know, a bunch of things can happen, and, and that could derail you in in two seconds. Um, I managed to get caught up in the lifestyle, you know, making $1,000 in a day. And then you're like, oh, you know what? I don't even need to play basketball anymore. I can make $1,000 every day. Yeah. But in reality, that slows down because you have people watching you that's envious of you to try to rob you. Or-
1: Yo, so as someone who is so naive to this kind of situation, who's from a small country-ass town, upstate, what's, when you're 15, 16, making $1,000 a day, what's, what's that like and how, what's that feeling like and how does that even happen?
0: The feeling, you know, back when I was young, it felt good, you know, to have money, to, to come home and help my mom, give her some money for bills, Um, to buy whatever I wanted to buy. You know, I haven't asked my parents for money since I was 16 years old. I'm 33 years old now. That's crazy. It's a long time, you know? But it's a great feeling. I did all the wrong things for the right reasons. (laughs) Yeah. You know? You could do whatever you wanna do, Key. You know, I was... Fast forward to 17 years old. My friends went on to college to play Division I basketball. I'm still in the streets. I'm hanging out with them at their college campuses. Taking two weeks off. Go hang out with the buddies. Live the college life. Do you think if... There are a couple
1: ways I want to... Things I want to dive into there. Do you think if... The drug If you hadn't Has been so successful Selling drugs Do you think you would have Ended up playing
0: ball For college Were you nice I I had lots of opportunities I had a lot of opportunities Key Expand on that Um So I used to play In this huge tournament In Dykeman That led to me Playing Getting tryout workouts At uh, St. Francis College In Brooklyn with Division One scouts, Division Two scouts, because my talent, but I wasn't going to school. I was just playing basketball, and a lot of my friends were playing basketball and going to school. I had the talent, but you know, when you're dealing through what you're going through in life, at home, things like that, as a young man, you get sidetracked, and like I said, there's nobody there to keep you in place. You know, so that's so why I tell all the youth now. If you see an older gentleman talking to you, 35 years old, 40 years old, just listen to him because he know what life is about. Yeah. And he was able to make it, you know? Coming from Brooklyn, they say from bed Stein, we'll be lucky to see the age of 21. And I have a few friends that didn't even see 18.
1: What was going on at home at that point, with mom and dad, with the fam? Has it,
0: has have they bounced? What's, what's up? What happens in America? A lot of a lot of kids growing up in single parent homes, um, and then things go on from there. I, then I guess when it's bitter, sometimes the parents don't get together and realize the bigger picture that it's about the children. Right. Even if we aren't together and things didn't work out, you know, don't keep my child away from me. Let me be in my child's life because it's better to have two parents in your life better than one. Hundred percent. That's when you start to rebel a little bit. Like, you know, I want to become a man. You can't tell me nothing. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. And it just led on to that.
1: So is it just you and the four other siblings or three other siblings in the crib with mom at
0: that point? At at that point, it was just me and my little brother, my youngest brother. Hope? Yeah, my two sisters and my older brother. They already had moved on out. Oh, word. So it was just me. Just so trying you, to lead by example. So but you
1: were trying to be the man of the house at sixteen,
0: seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I beat up a lot of my mother's boyfriends. Damn. <laughs> it just didn't just didn't want them around your mom, and they were just bad dudes. Just, just respect my little brother. Yeah. You know, I had to grow up fast, um, which was kind of a good thing for me. Cause look at me now. Turned into a decent individual, good dad, good to everybody that knows my gr- me I
1: know you a great dad, you know. And I think part of it is um, having been through that. Now I think about this a lot too. And shout out mom if you're listening. I know my mom. Hey, doing mom? <laughs> hey, what's up, mom? I know ma had a challenge. I I since I know mom had a challenging time growing up, and I but I think because of that, it made her a really dope mom. Because, um, I think. And a testament to you too Having grown up fast And having support or lack thereof You start to you know, peep game And realize Things that maybe you didn't have That then you wanted to provide for someone else And having the foresight To be able to realize you can do that now you know? Definitely And even to reconnect with these young dudes um, And so You're finessing in a ball You aren't going to school You're Making a thousand dollars a day, which is crazy. That's, it's seventeen. You're making more than I am now as a grown ass man, way more. Let's just put it like that. Still as a broke motherfucker. Um, at what point does that lifestyle start to catch up to you?
0: Man, how long were you hustling for? I'm hustling to this day because <laughs> I'm man. I'm busting my behind working that's, every day. That's and, true. And, that's and, true. And,
1: so I guess hustling. Uh, Hustling in an illegal manner In an right. illegal
0: manner um, I'll say I did that till I was 23 years old Damn So um,
1: you, you did that From what would you say 14 to 23 15 to 23
0: I would say 16 to, 16 to 23 Wow 16 to 23 Um, In the beginning I wasn't making A thousand dollars a day Right right It took time to get there You know but when Once I got there I got there but What's it like
1: When you're at the peak Of that game What's look like What's life look a, it's like
0: addictive. For you? I, dude, It's addictive Dude if a,
1: I was making nine thousand thousand dollars a day
0: From illegal shit right now I'd probably want to do it Just because I'm Making such a little money It's addictive But it started catching up Once I started losing friends To the prison system And being murdered You know It was a wake up call Like maybe I need to Just slow down And And put my time Into something positive You know What's an average day look like
1: for you back then, when you're when you're at the in the midst of it?
0: An average day, it would be it would be eighteen hours outside, just just working.
1: So 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 take me through. So you wake up ten a.m. nine a.m.
0: Some sometimes you you will wake up. You you wake up at ten a.m. That's cool. I wouldn't have. I, I I didn't wake up at ten a.m. and do that because it's school hours and it's oh, okay. A, it's a whole different ball game uh sell drugs Yeah, yeah School hours Across the street from the school Right You know, but So You will come outside 4pm Oh, 4pm Your day starts at 4pm 4pm and then you just out all night And so what's it You know As someone who's removed from it
1: Walk me through it So you're out there You already have your product In hand yeah. You have it you, Do you have Ephraim's
0: little spot? You got E's like designated spot? Nah, I, it's just outside Just outside Just outside Um, Had some stuff hidden somewhere Okay um, and then people knew you were good for it? So people people would walk... Up. Yeah, they'll see me. I'll have them walk up the block. I'll catch up to them. You know, I walk a- around the block just to make sure everything is... The coast is clear. Um, super dangerous. Being outside at nighttime, the lights go out. It's a dark block.
1: L- listen, the uh, just when I imagine it, the amount of paranoia that would go into a job like that, of not just... Law enforcement But it was people Trying to get your stash Or take you out Or might be undercover Or something Like
0: it's super paranoia yeah, You're always like you looking Over trust, your shoulder hey, You don't to, trust nobody To this day I walk the streets Looking over my shoulder uh, Just You're in New York City That's
1: why I like to I was telling my brother That I like to walk with you Just cause you got Systems in place That I feel like I can learn from you Of how to
0: Just Keep just to just to be aware of what's going on. You have to be aware. Know? Look at the rich folks; they're aware, right? <laughs> right. They have bodyguards, security guards. You know? Yeah, to <laughs> <So> be aware <laughs> for them, but they could just walk, you know, at their own pace. But so
1: when you're when you're doing your thing, um, and it's like late at night or whatever, say, uh, I'd love to dive into sort of this mentality a little bit, just because I feel like it's it's a fascinating culture that is um, there are, like, it's still you're still a salesman, you're still doing, you know, it's a business doesn't matter what you're selling there's, you're, like, I'm interested in your sort of your sales techniques, or like what how did you, did you maintain steady customers? Was there something that you um, what were some like business lessons that you learned from that?
0: Uh, when when it was the first of the fifteen when they got their checks oh. Every month uh, Just for that one day I'll sell you a 20 piece for $15 Just for that one day
1: mm. So we giving discounts on certain
0: days you, Every 1st and 15th so I'm go, Oh I'm going to E because I know I'm coming Because I'm going to get my money's get worth and, You know And who, who who doesn't like to save
1: money You don't go for a discount <laughs> Whether it's you know Amazon or E what about how did what's your business advice did you have employees ever like young guys kind of working under no
0: no because i never wanted to bail anybody out mm-hmm, so you're a solo
1: and, entrepreneur yeah
0: and i didn't want to have to put anybody in a situation to have to like tell on me yeah you know
1: probably safer your rock and dola
0: yeah it's always the safest way to be alone
1: um what about dealing with competition
0: It's enough. At that time, it was enough money for everybody. So, you know, I'm, I'm not a person that worries about competition. Competition is good. It just helps you step your game up. You know, it's cool. It's it's ten bodegas on (laughs) in five blocks. It's competition everywhere. You just gotta have the best food, the best product, and you know.
1: How did you? deal with it as someone that um, maybe you're a different guy than but I know someone that's a, as someone who's I'd say has a pretty strong sense of self and morality compared to most folks I think from your situation. How did you mentally handle the stress of selling drugs?
0: It's just it's coming from bed sty. You know, I would like to think that everybody in the neighborhood is mentally strong. Yeah. You know, dealing with whatever you have to deal with, whether there's no heat in the wintertime and the projects, you know, it's no food in the refrigerator, you know, it all, it all, it all starts there. You know, you got to be mentally strong if you're going starving at 12 years old. Yeah. You know, 10 years old, you're mentally strong. Um, and everything you, you, you go through, everything that you see growing up in the neighborhood, from people being murdered and people being hurt, you learn from all of that. And yeah. Just lock it in the brain and just move cautiously.
1: Um, to switch gears a little bit, um, what was it like for you growing up Puerto Rican American? Did you feel like that was a part of your identity that you. Because I know, you know, I, I, at least from my impression, it's something you still identify pretty strongly with. Was it. Did you find a sense of community there and in,
0: in I hung like, out with all with all sorts of folks whether it was the African American folks or Spanish folks <coughs> I always consider myself human that's dope you know I don't believe in all of that I'm just human and everybody else is human
1: I fuck with that I think um I think it's an interesting stereotype That Puerto Ricans and Dominicans Don't always get along And your wife is Dominican I think that's a testament to both of y'all to be like yo Squash that beef <laughs> we're, we're just human um, So then Taking it on from there In the story When does it all kind of come
0: crashing down with the, with the The hustling in the streets One of my friends was murdered um, About a year after that I was arrested, and I had to serve two years in prison. But in the midst of it, I was living two lives. I was in the streets, and I was also working with my partner from the gym.
1: Oh wow, you were doing both. I was that, doing,
0: but, but the money wasn't coming in from from that. You know, it was just something off the books that I couldn't survive off of. And when I got arrested. My second best friend was murdered and my daughter was born. And sitting in prison for that one year gave me some time to think, you know. You, growing up and living in New York City, you never have time to think. It's some sort of noise, somebody's always talking to you, you're always ripping and running, you never have time to think. And, 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 and I'm grateful for that one year in prison that I was able to just sit down and think every day for ten hours out the day, on what I needed to do, what I needed to change in my life, and and, and where'd you spend your time? Rikers uh, Island. Rikers Island. Rikers Island. What's it? What's it like inside Rikers
1: Island for people that don't know? It
0: all it, 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 it all depends. You know, I heard lots of stories of people getting into issues. I never got into no issues because I think the way you move is different too, though. Yeah, the way I move is different, and and I always was preaching to the young men in there, like, you know, there's no reason for you to have a problem with me because we ain't here for the same reasons because we're dealing with the same struggles out in this world. Right. And we just need to figure it out and and, and piggyback ideas from each other. And, you know, I'll lend you my ear, you lend me your ear, and you'll see that we have so much in common. Wise man once told me one hand washes the other, both wash the face. Yeah, shout out (laughs) to Kiss, that's right.
1: (laughs) Um, So when you're in Rikers Island... um, I didn't realize that you'd already kind of started the reconnect thing at that point. It was it was in the midst of it, it while I was while I was locked okay. up. So so while you're locked up, are you starting? Are you thinking, okay, that's it? I'm done with the drugs. I'm I'm getting out the game. Or are you thinking when I go back, I need to start
0: hustling? Um, I, I was quite sure I was done. Um, was there a day? I, was there an event? A moment? When my daughter was born, it was like oh, you know what? I I I don't want my daughter to be with somebody that's killing people in his community. Yeah. You know so. I had to lead by example. Um, once my friend was murdered, you know, Father Jim would come visit me in prison and um, pitch me at the idea of making a change. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take him up on that offer. And it's probably the the most I've ever read was sitting down and just you know reading books.
1: Damn, that's how you pass your time in there. Just that's reading. how I
0: passed my time and. When I came home in two thousand and ten I was like, you know what, well, it's it's time to make a change. And now we're here twenty eighteen and twenty eighteen. I impact I impacted a lot of young men in my neighborhood that are doing great in life right now, you know, and huge, man. Just the fact the amount that you've impacted my life has been
1: significant. Um, and so then so you I feel like you have different phases, everyone does, but I feel like you have some pretty clear cut different phases in your life. Um when you when you get out you spend one year in Rikers? One year. When you get out of Rikers after that one year, you come back, um, are you then you started working for Father Jim ASAP? What do you what's
0: yeah? It like at that soon point? As soon as soon as I came home, started working, had reconnect. It was just a regular storefront that was beaten up. Um to show the young men in the neighborhood that you can sell anything. Yes. Just don't sell drugs. <laughs> the neighborhood, let's, let's figure out what the neighborhood needs. We realized that the neighborhood needed fresh produce because our supermarkets didn't have fresh produce. So, we would go to the Hunts Point Market in the Bronx at 4 in the morning, buy fresh produce, and sell it in front of the storefront. Damn. And that's where it all started. Wow. And... And so it started as a fruit stand started as a fruit stand and selling fruits at churches and then the storefront turned into a cafe and you know the good thing about it is it gave the young men in the neighborhood you know a, a vision like you know when you think about something you stick with it it don't happen overnight but eventually you know the tables will start to turn around oh, yeah. and and that's what it showed the guys and,
1: were you um kind of a manager from that first time when you when you started doing it or were you a um, just a kind of a customer service person what was kind of your first job there?
0: Um, Basically it was to look over the young men you know they looked up to me in the past for the wrong things you know so I was just trying to revamp myself yeah and, you know lead them the right way so I, I would even call it more like a big brother dope than a manager you know it's yeah just, I think that's fitting um,
1: to, Before we get into this sort of final part of the podcast uh, One thing I do want to talk to you about Because it is creative contact for a reason And you know I'm all about the music For sure. but When you're growing up in New York In the 80s, 90s What are you bumping at the time, man? Who, who's influencing you? I know we've got sometimes very similar Sometimes very different tastes in music When it comes to rappers okay. What's, how, how important has music been on your life? In your life And talk to me a little about What it's like growing up With hip hop While hip hop Is kind of becoming This huge thing That it is today
0: Man, growing up So Growing up In a Spanish home It was kind of hard For me to listen to hip hop So I would Mom have to My dad's not fucking with it? Nah, they was not nah. So I had to go to my friend's house And like, you know Listen to hip hop At that time I'm going to say I was 10 years old and uh, I love me some Tupac Shakur oh,
1: even back then you're above Tupac that
0: was my A1 even from New York and you're above Tupac even from New York Tupac was my that was just my A1 Um, he spoke about everything he spoke about everything he made music for the women he, he spoke on real issues was going on um, you know he brought up the the black president And what happened eventually He wasn't able to see it But And as I listen to him now As I'm older I'm like wow What he was saying back then is, It's, it's kind of real He was kicking game man. Yeah You know And and look Who J. Cole grew up listening to exactly. Tupac
1: Exactly Nice You know In New York Was Biggie a huge influence on you Or
0: no um, I w- I listened to Big But you know I, I was more of a Tupac guy Okay Nice You know then, you know, Jay-Z, you know. Yo, was, when,
1: when Jay-Z started popping, what do you think? Were you like, yo, that's crazy. That dude's, like, from my spot.
0: Yeah, my older brother put me on to him. My older brother was, like, the hip-hop connoisseur guy, and he was always putting me on the music. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I love I love 90s, 90s, 90s hip-hop. 80s was dope. Right now it's watered down, but, you know. But
1: there's still some dope guys out there. There's some dope guys, yes. Up, but
0: I know it's definitely not... It'd be different
1: growing up in that in that good old golden age era, like you did. did yeah. Were you guys bumping records or were they CDs? What are you playing? Yeah, like,
0: tape cassettes. Tape.
1: You were on the cassette tape game. Tape cassettes.
0: Yeah, the cassette game. Where if I want to learn the lyrics, you know, I got a pen and a pad, and I keep on rewinding and pressing play, writing it down. And,
1: Fucking the tape then up after. And rehearsing, you know, <laughs> you know it, yeah.
0: with the pencil rolling it back oh, up. Oh wow. You know, rehearsing the, the songs. Are
1: you guys like? Is it like this stereotypical New York block party type shit where you guys are throwing
0: little parties with the boom boxes on the block? Like, what's it like in the community? We we had the block parties. Um, We definitely had the block parties. I would only go to the block party on Vernon Avenue. Why that one? Because that's the block I was born on, and I felt more safe there instead of... Having a block party in the projects is no good. Yeah. A lot of drinking and, you know... Things get carried away. Things get carried away quickly. Attitudes change, and... So, always stood on the side block for the block party But it was dope, though Everybody gets together, eating Having a good time, listening to music, dancing When you were locked up, did they let you
1: listen? Did they give you any access to music in there?
0: You you would buy a little old Sony radio That you only have Hot 97, 105.1 And, you know, 107.5, like that, but You get tired of hearing the same spins on the radio I believe it Drives me nuts
1: So it was just the same smashes over and over and over Yeah, every day in the party
0: Sometimes I need to listen to some real Some real shit to keep my mind You know what I mean? Yo,
1: that might have to be the name of the episode Every day in the party (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's true That's true Okay, so then um, When you're in your hustling phase What music is speaking to you at that point?
0: Oh, man Man I gotta go with Jeezy To this Yo, To this day to I this still day, listen to my boy we, Jeezy We disagree Because
1: I've never been a huge Jeezy fan it's, uh, And that's no offense to Jeezy I think he's dope But it's just so far removed From little white boy In upstate New York It's so far From what my reality Whereas for you As a dude I think To him Even though his bars aren't super lyrical Just What he stands for Who he is What he's done Where he's come from I think Elaborate a little bit on that and how that that authenticity. It's
0: a motivational speaker. You know, like, to this day, he makes music where like, basically telling you to be the best at whatever you're going to do in life. Just be the best. He doesn't sugarcoat it. It's just raw. I just... And you'd be surprised, you know, I know we disagree on this, but you'd be surprised you go to a Jeezy show, you see how many white folks is there rapping. A lot. You know, I know. Serious. I bet. I bet. Um. But yeah, he's. It's just something about him. He just. The realness, the, the genuineness you hear in his voice. He. He, he been through it, and he, that's what I feel. He's you know? one of those rappers that just. He has such a distinct delivery and voice
1: that. As soon as he comes on a track, you know it's Jeezy. Yeah. You know, which is I'm I really envy that because. I don't have a super dope <laughs> rap voice you know what I mean like they'll be like who is this dude trying to rap on a record where like Jeezy comes on it's like oh shit this dude is he's, you know he's a real he's a real one um what about like typical New York rapper shit like the locks and Jadakiss and Styles and all those guys are, were they a big influence kind of are they in your tape deck are they in your ear at that point they, or they nah? were they
0: were they were definitely in my ear at that point uh the locks, We Are the Streets, it's a classic album. Um What about 50 Cent and those guys? 50 Cent was cool. I really didn't listen to him too often. Oh okay, where? Right. He was cool. But definitely some locks, some nines. There's
1: like New York, New York dudes.
0: Yeah, a little dipset. Dipset was cool. Yeah. Dipset dip was in the in the mix. AZ was in the mix
1: az's dope az AZ's slept know? on man i feel like he's
0: super slept on which is
1: crazy i mean he's kind of a legend but also kind of slept on it he's same super
0: time. he's super slept on you know one of the most lyrical rappers that they are too you know he's dope smooth what about wu-tang I, my brother listened to wu-tang a lot what
1: never quite your I thing was,
0: nah, but they dope though they got some fire tracks though yeah I rock with Meth Man though. Method Yo, Man is Method one of the dopest MCs.
1: Meth the Man and Rayquan are probably some of my favorites. Guys. Yeah. Of those. So okay, so let's jump into this last phase and then we'll, we'll wrap up the podcast in that sort of last section. So between then when the we're going coming to since the fruit stand, we've come a long way. Yes, sir. So now although recently Reconnect has had been going through some challenging times, we'll say until that point, um what was it like Working as the manager And did You know What are some challenges That you Faced with that What was What was it Did you ever see yourself You know At 16 being the manager You know At For a Non-profit For like one of the most Popping joints in Brooklyn Like what sort of What was it like In I, that In those later stages
0: Um It was cool I never pictured myself Doing that Um but it was dope, you know, giving back to the community, um, helping other mothers, helping other dads out with their children, you know, was super dope. For all the wrong that I did, I just try to, you know, switch the tables around and make it right. Um, it's always great working in the neighborhood you grew up in. Yeah. You know, challenges maybe are. You know, the people that's in the neighborhood that's envious of you, that yeah. never liked you and, and see that you're making a change in life. That's probably the only, the calm that I had to it was having to worry about the outsiders that never got along with me, seeing me do something positive. And still trying to bring you down. Exactly. Hmm.
1: I think what's interesting, too, is that that, I feel like, would be uh, challenging is... Um, how do you? How
0: do you stay? Don't get nervous, kid. It's okay. <laughs> it's only the police. <laughs> we good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he knows I'm scoping. our Central Park? These cops making you uncomfortable. Um, what about being in the community that you were, and not going back to the life that you knew before reconnect? You know, you're in there, you're working 40, 50 hours a week, making okay money, but then that same opportunity and lifestyle is knocking right around the door. How do you not slip back into that?
0: You have to think about what's the bigger picture, what's more important. You know, I I I had a family at the time. You know, I have a family, you know, I have my daughters. Thinking about them, thinking about the time that I was incarcerated, you know, when I came home, I, I, I snuck my gel ID home with me, and I posted it up on my mirror in my bedroom. So every time I wake up, it's a reminder that you don't want to go back into that. Not because it wasn't—it wasn't—it wasn't tough. It wasn't a rough time, but what was rough about it is not being able to wake up, get a glass of ice water, yeah. go to the bodega, yeah. get a sandwich or a soda. You know, go get your shape up. You know, get this. You, you still had a shape up in there, but uh-huh. you know, it was just like. It just wasn't the same, you know. Yeah. It just wasn't the same. And, and and for me, it was kind of easy, you know. Um, I created a lot of enemies, being that, you know, it's people, places, and things. So I grew up in a neighborhood. I came home from prison. And now I see the guys doing the same thing. I don't hang out with them anymore. I'll still talk to you if we cross paths. Hey, how you doing? Keep it short and simple. High five. You know, high five because... I know what you're doing in the streets And I don't want the police thinking That I'm doing a transaction So it's a quick high five Just in case you never know who's watching You know
1: That's the type of shit I'm saying Is you're always Like I never think of that type of shit You're one You know what I mean You're always thinking one step ahead too.
0: So You know And then I just Go on about my business And just Live my life You know
1: What I think is interesting about that year Is you can, I think a lot of folks, um, you know, this isn't from personal experience because I, I haven't ever served time. So I might be talking out my ass. But a lot of people, I think, resent it. And even as someone who's never done time, just I, it's easy, I think, as humans to get caught up on regret. And their shit that, oh, I wish I would have done this different or that. Especially if you feel like you've wasted time. That, what I think is interesting is for you, it's a different perspective of keeping it up as a reminder to just appreciate the little things of going to the bodega, getting the glass of ice
0: water, you know, that's like you, you shouldn't regret, and nobody should ever regret anything in life because that builds your character. Everything that you've ever been through it just makes you who you are tomorrow, it just makes you stronger, you know. I don't, I personally don't regret anything,
1: and I think that's the way to do it. Because what good does it do you?
0: Doesn't do you any good, <laughs> yeah. you just got to keep moving forward,
1: right? And so, speaking of moving forward, um, now in this sort of, you know, new and improved E, in this new evolved form, what, um, where's kind of your mind at as far as what are some things that you, I know you've been talking to Edmund about boxing. You've been up on the boxing tip. I feel like you've been sort of a bit of a music mentor for me, even in that regard. Where is your mind at in the sense of things that, we were talking about this before we were on the podcast on air. What are some things that interest you that you also feel like you're good at that um, you know you might want to explore in the future.
0: Ah, uh, I love sports. Um
1: but for those that don't know, too, my boy E pulled a muscle real quick recently, you know, <laughs> crossing over on some <laughs> crossing over on some dudes at the park. So watch out, you might even spot this man
0: around. You start getting up at that age, yeah, you start hurting yourself <laughs> with the slightest movement. <laughs> Um, I love sports, maybe, um, you know, I don't own a cell phone, I don't own a computer, none of the above yeah. um maybe starting a little sports podcast, or you know my own little channel, listen just talking about all sports sports 'cause listen that's what I love yo so in his podcast cause
1: we're popping in this one people you realize this is his first podcast so appreciate <laughs> appreciate once that starts coming around who put him on? yo I think that'd be a great call cause speaking of Gifted Gab there's not there aren't many folks that I know that can um talk about so many sports in an analytical way right so I'm a, I'll go to the gym when I was in Philly go to the gym um and guys will talk about you get into these entrenched arguments of who's the best quarterback, blah blah blah, or who's the top five rappers of all time, blah. but but they're these there are these uh, circular arguments, right? That yes, they don't sir. really they don't really go anywhere. It's just kind of I get it. It's almost like politics. You believe what you believe. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. When I talk sports with you, I feel like you're dope because you're you're willing to be moved one way or another. You'll say, okay, that's a good point, but did you consider this? Or say, okay. You—it's not my way or the highway type of shit—and—and and, and it's everything is backed up. You got, yeah. re, you know, you the facts, yeah. It's facts. You can come at—if we talk fighters, you'll come at a fighter that you that you—he's your preferred fighter—and say, I'll admit he lost that fight. Yeah. But did—but he had this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like you are willing to concede.
0: You—you you have to have facts. You saw when uh, Deontay Wilder knocked out Luis Ortiz. Yeah. That whole night, I was telling everybody in the house that the uppercut is there for, him. <laughs> and the uppercut finished them off. Yo,
1: that's one of those things too. Is you, you, when it comes to fight fighting, especially, I think, because I, I haven't talked up with Jim about basketball because I don't know much about basketball, but I know you follow basketball too. Mm-hmm. But I know when it comes to fighting, especially boxing. First of all, if anyone out there is in a betting let me know and come to eat because this man can make picks like it's his job. (laughs) Which it should be your job. But, you know, I feel like half the time you'll be able to call, and not necessarily in the sense of a round, like, oh, this is a fourth round knockout, but you'll be like, this dude is good at blah, blah, blah. Yo, even at the beginning, four years ago, Lomachenko, you're like, yo, check this dude out. He's nice. He's got crazy footwork. And now he's just popping off four years later. And people are, are, they're like, oh, his dad put him in dance lessons, whatever. I think you... Have a good sense of what makes people special yeah. before it even pops. Talk a little bit about the influence of sports on your life and how you even got into things like boxing.
0: Sports on my life is probably one of the things that saved my life to be able to just wherever I'm at. I was, whether I'm in Queens, different parts of Brooklyn, uptown, the Bronx. There's always a park and, and sports unite people. Yeah, you know you, you meet new people or of something that you love to do. Um, boxing, I got into boxing I was watching a boxing fight with my dad and um, I believe it was it was a Christmas around Christmas time and it was George Foreman fighting, I believe Mikey Moore and I placed a $100 bet with my dad. And George Foreman was 50 years old, 49 years old, a heavyweight fighting for a title. And he was losing the fight, but he managed to knock this dude out in the final round. 49 years old? 49 years old. George Foreman versus, I think his name was Mikey Moore or something like that. I was probably 13 years old. Were you betting against your dad? I was betting against my dad. Wow. And ever since then, I was like, ooh, I started getting into boxing. And boxing is a great sport. It's discipline. Yeah. It's not good to get hit in the head, but it's discipline and, 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 and is and mentally it makes you mentally strong. W-
1: w- growing up, what about basketball? How did? Because I know you played, but were there were there teams that you were you were kind of always fans of?
0: Um, when I first started watching basketball, the first person I started to watch was Allen Iverson. It wasn't even Michael Jordan. Wow. It was Allen Iverson, and. Such a short little guy like that, with a big heart. I feel like gave that me that the that heart to pick up the too. basketball, yeah, yeah. and you know, came a point in time when I would be outside, if it was nothing to do. When I was young, I would play basketball in the summertime, seven hours out the day. Damn. You know, if I if I have to work with Wells in the morning, after that I go out to the park and just play basketball for the rest of the day. You nice even then. It took some time. I moved to the Bronx for a little bit. Was playing at a high school called St. Raymond's High School. Just playing with guys that used to go to the school. And uh, by the time I was thirteen, I was super nice. Damn. What was high school like for you? I didn't. I didn't play on a basketball team. Um, you go to class much? You, you chase shorties? And I went. I good? went to class a little. A little bit. Um, was that in the Bronx that you went to high school? No, nah, this was in Queens, oh. over Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, but going to school with all of the friends you grew up with, it's kind of, you know, you tend to, to treat school like the streets. Yeah. You know, and it's not like now where, you know, you got two, three teachers in the classroom. <laughs> Back then it was just one teacher in the classroom, and... Good luck. You can, if you can't control, yeah, good luck. It's like, you know, so... Being a Philly seven in these schools Man I feel a lot of that Same Shout energy Shout out to the teachers man. Shout
1: out to the teachers They man. need some
0: more money They need to be able To retire after 20 years
1: Bro I work till 65 That I don't <laughs> I don't know how they do it man That
0: That's what, crazy If I had to do that for You become a teacher at 25 You can't retire till you're 65 Come on, I, I
1: would have jumped off a building or some <laughs> shit, man. That shit is not for me. It is, I have so much more respect. The only
0: conversation is the summertime. That's the only conversation. That's it. That's and it. the you, holidays. And you got to
1: love like, kids and the job because it is uh,
0: so difficult. That's a, That That wears you down.
1: That wears you down, man. Those kids, it's like, and the hard part is that there are some amazing, incredible kids, but they just get overshadowed by the knuckleheads. Yep. You know? Yep. And it's not their fault even, like, it's not the kids' fault either. They just don't.
0: They don't have the support They don't know What's going on Looking for attention Yes You know That's what it be It Um, all boils down To attention What? It all boils down To attention
1: It all boils down To attention Ain't that a fact Um, So E Let's play a little uh, Let's play a little Memory lane game Talk to me about What position Did you play In basketball? I was a point guard, but I love to
0: shoot the basketball.
1: Okay, so uh, ta- cause. let's go through, because I've talked to you about a lot of things, but I haven't talked to you much about your career as a baller. I've gotten some of the handball stories. Tell me maybe about, what are maybe two or three, some of your favorite basketball moments. They have to be the top, but some of your favorite basketball moments growing up, whether they were games you won, shots you got at the buzzer, one-on-ones you had with, uh, you know, with... Enemies in, in, on the block what are some, um, some
0: I played in this tournament some stories in uh, Brooklyn it's a basketball player that played for the Indiana Pacers named Jamal Tinsley he grew up in Bed-Stuy um, he made it to the pros and he had a little tournament in the neighborhood and I joined that tournament my friend was like come on come play with me be on my team and first half I didn't have a good game but the second half, I hit this dude with, like, a crossover through his legs and crossed him over and, like, hit the jump shot on him. And, like, once I hit the jump shot, the whole park was just going crazy, jumping up on me, like, oh, who's this Spanish kid right here? Because I never hung out in that part of Brooklyn. Oh, shit. You know, so then that went on from every time. That, I, dude,
1: that must have been a that nuts that you. Yeah, yeah
0: it, was, it was nuts. They took. I was actually on the, on the phone last night with a buddy of mine's, and he brought that up. He was like, yo, you remember that day you hit <laughs> the dude Charlie with the crossover? <laughs> sorry about that, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> Shout out to Charlie one time. Yeah, um, oh, that dude, was that one. That sounds
1: nuts. How old were you then? I was probably 18. 18. Yo, I bet there was nothing as... as Invigorating is that feeling When you hit that jump shot Boom And people go screaming And yeah. You know you got the whole crowd All the shorties
0: screaming It was another dude I'm not going to say his name But he grew up in the neighborhood uh, He was an older guy And uh, nobody saw him for a long time And he comes back to the neighborhood He was, he was, he was, he was, he was real good in basketball But I'm always a trash talker So I never fight it's- over a sport that I love
1: it's mental for you. I know it's. it's I never fight a, it's for mental th- thing.
0: Something that I love. So, this dude came to the neighborhood. He was bragging how he uh, just got released by the Orlando Magic because the Orlando Magic had traded for an NBA legend named Tracy McGrady, right? So they cut him because they signed, they traded for Tracy McGrady. So he was in the neighborhood boasting and bragging about that. So we was playing a three-on-three on three one night, and I was talking mad shit to him. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of this. <laughs> you was in the tryout. They cut you. Now you back in the hood. And I was killing him. So bad, kid, that he was like 25 years old at the time. I was 17, and he just straight punched me in my face. Grown man. Grown man. He was about 6'4", 230. Straight punched me in my face. Psh. Damn. Try tried to wrestle me down, and... I'm holding his leg <laughs> Yo, And I'm laughing But I didn't want to f- But you know Once they broke it up I still didn't even Attempt to fight him Because This is a sport that I love And I'm never gonna fight For a sport that I love So to this day When I see him Now he's an older man You know I mean, he's, he's in his, his 50s he's now in his, Yeah he's in his Late 40s You know Now when I see him And he be like Oh what's going on E And I be like Yo what up You remember that time You punched me in my face Cause <laughs> I was killing you On the ball court Make a joke out of it You know, make him feel silly Whether he with his Whoever he's yeah. with I'm bringing it back up, you know
1: Damn, bro. dude That's That's when you know You got in somebody's head When they just straight out Yo Yo, <laughs> shout out Shout out to the trash doggers It's all mental though Like, that's what Conor McGregor, I think As a fighter, does so well Because he just gets in their head And then People just lose their shit You know, if you they, Once if you make it personal It's over Exactly You can't make it
0: personal It's it's television, job man. Yeah, exactly. It's a job. You gotta earn this paycheck. This is what you signed up for. Don't take it personally because you don't wanna kill a man in the ring. But once it gets like that, then Yo, um
1: alright, so that's two. Give me one more. What's one more? Ball story that you remember that was like highlights.
0: Highlight. One more. Alright. Um I was playing in Dykman. It's a huge tournament in the Bronx. I came off of a bad game the week before. I had a horrible game, and I had to hear my boys in the neighborhood telling oh, me, you like, the whole time? you don't have to kill an instant. You be wanting to be too friendly with people on the basketball court. And the next game, when I came back, I just had the eye of the tiger. I remember <laughs> I looked at them as, as an enemy at this time and, you know, won the game for my boys. Had 18 points, 10 assists, which is cool. It's a double-double. Something you know, light. Something light. <laughs> Some but, something light. You know. We got eliminated in that tournament, you know. Jay-Z had a team in there, Team Rock. You know really? what I'm saying? Yeah, it, w- it was a huge tournament. How'd they do? They, they they were cool. I forgot who won that year, but Fat Joe had a team in there too, Terror Squad. Damn. It was a huge D- tournament. Didn't,
1: didn't Jay come, doesn't he come back to the hood and throw basketball tournaments at, at those Mercy... Courts?
0: no I, I don't think Jay does it but somebody in the community do it Lord. does it but, I thought you
1: know. I thought he did some sort of charity event thing but I think it'd be he, dope he, if he did he,
0: pro- he probably does I don't know but you yeah. know if, if Jay Z ever gets to hear this podcast you know look up reconnectbrooklyn.org yo if Jay Z ever
1: hears this podcast you know we ma we made it um, <laughs> we, we out here watching people take selfies in Central Park um dude Jay-Z needs to come kick it Reconnect, bro That would be Such a dope Look, my presence is charity Um Yeah That'd be, that'd be tight Yo We should talk about this on the podcast I'm not sure if we do What would you think of, of his Of his latest His latest stuff At 444 And his the interview we did with New York Times where, where, where you at with Jay recently? Um You know, Jay was one of my favorite rappers I'm a huge Jay fan You're the only person I know That knows more bars than I
0: do Um right? Jay's definitely one of my favorite rappers. You know, people love the album. I personally think it was a little too late for him to come out with this album. Like in his life? To speak about what he's speaking about, you know, when you already got the Jay Cole's and the Kendricks uh, and talking about real
1: issues. That's my opinion though. No, no, e, but that's what that's, that's what paid the big bucks for, for your for your opinion. You
0: know, and, and and I just felt it was a little too late to, 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 to give the folks the knowledge. So you think yeah, he should yeah, have been kicking, kicking he should, this before Should have before. kicked it way before, yeah Ah Okay, cool So then He went when Rockefeller made 80 million in like 18 months You can bullshit rap if you want Uh huh like, Should have been kicking at that you know, Okay, but, okay
1: But it's So, cool, so he's kind of getting on the tip when it's hot Like this This not like kicking
0: the The Woke tip Kind of Trend You know But I'm saying though It's a dope album I heard it, you know Speaking of kicking dope shit Before I get you out
1: of here um, I appreciate you giving me an hour What Is some Advice That you'd give to Young folks that are still Figuring it out And maybe uh, You know Young guys in the community Like now that you've You've seen You've been a part of the life You've been out of the life You've worked with young guys Now for Coming on a damn year A decade What's What's what are some things that you've seen now over and over That you can say yo Trust me
0: listen, this- listen to your older peers Listen to the older folks that know about life more than you do Listen to anybody that's giving you good advice um, Stay sucker free Stay away from all the BS I like to you know And just hang around people that's doing positive things That, that has a busy schedule Don't hang around people that, that's not busy that's mm, that's a gem. That's a downfall. Cause when you're not busy, then you ain't you don't have anything to do, and then you're just gonna just get into anything just to do it. Um, another thing, if you ha if if you and a group of your friends hang out with each other, and a few of them leave, and now one of them is Chatterboxing about the other one behind their back, you should distance yourself from that. Because if we friends, you should be able to bring that up to your friend on how you feel about, you know. So communications. That's a gem, too.
1: Um, okay, so then before I get you out of here, I'm going to just ask you some rapid fire things. These are questions on any <laughs> podcast, every podcast I do. If they don't take a ton of thought, just kind of first thing that comes to mind. All right, so if you had to have somebody play at your funeral, alive or dead, musician, who would it be?
0: Wow, a musician.
1: You're that you we got the budget is unlimited we said yo e the famous sports commentator has passed away at an old age on his yacht who's coming to play at that funeral
0: who's coming to play that funeral
1: we said we want to celebrate this man's life so we're gonna th- we're gonna make it a party
0: wow that's a that's a great question there Ka um I would say Tupac.
1: yo we're gonna bring that hologram back, have Tupac pop up. What songs is he playing?
0: Until the end of time. Hell yeah. That's yeah. it.
1: that's dope. Okay, Tupac, who's opening for
0: him? Who would open for him? Uh-huh. Oh man. Who would open for Tupac? I would I would East Party. I would, I would, I would, I would say Biggie. Yo, really that, like that be a, on a good note.
1: That would be a nuts mix, bro. I would be Biggie, bro.
0: you know. Biggie, let's squash this. Big, let's
1: squash this, yo. For let's ease, show
0: everybody we could get along. Ease
1: life celebration, yo. We got Biggie opening for two. Point. That would be <laughs> nuts. T- the tickets for that, yo. T- we'd have to be really selective. Okay, so biggest part of all time. All right, so. If you could then have uh, Let's say if you could have A nice meal uh, Nice dinner You and the wifey You know Cooking Grubbing With anybody alive or dead Who would it be?
0: With anybody alive or dead
1: Pla- the, pl- the famous plantains and pork chops
0: The Spanish rice It would be with my sister And my wife's mom I fuck with that I fuck with
1: that right. That's real That's real um, if you had to have A uh, a sandwich Named after you There's the E sandwich It's in Brooklyn It's the Bodega What are we going to put on this sandwich? Oh
0: What's on it? Hmm I love some eggs I love avocado Oh Um This thing's a banger already I love me some swine too. I know it ain't good for you. I'm a swine lover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's from the straight from the bodega.
0: You know, huh?
1: What what kind of bread would it be on? Would it be in a wrap? Would it be bread? Would it be on
0: a roll? Oh, a nice brochette bun would be cool. Mm. Be cool. The bread definitely makes a sandwich. Though. Makes a sandwich
1: in Philly, especially when it comes to those <laughs> them good old hoagies. <laughs> those hoagies. Bread makes the sandwich. <laughs> Any toppings? Um, some with banana peppers or roasted roasted red peppers, onions. I
0: love some pickles. Pickles, tomatoes. Some arugula is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's those, a good sandwich. Pepper vinegar. Oh. I know it sounds weird But you know I like the egg over easy (laughs) Yo No No mayo No nothing The egg over easy Exactly Because
1: that's how you get Then it gets soggy into the (laughs) bread That's the only way to do it Yo That's a little pro tip For y'all out there Your eggs over easy You fucking up Um, And then When it comes to um, Advice You've already given some great advice Last two, what is the best advice you think you've ever been given?
0: Stick to one woman. Stick to one lady that you really like and be loyal to her, and everything in life would be right because you'd be able to focus more and not be having to juggle so many different women on your hand. Stick to one woman, give it your all, and, and focus on your life. That's great advice. And what's the worst advice you've ever been given? The worst advice I've ever been given? Yeah. Um. Wow. Hmm. Let me think back on that.
1: I'm sure you've gotten a lot of shitty advice in the day.
0: It just, you know, worst advice. Do you know basically When a dude would Try to bring me back Into the lifestyle Yeah Like yo what's up You wanna get some more money let, 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 let's, let's, let's relive this Let's and rekindle the flames Yeah right? Nah I'm good That's probably Worst advice Is for people to try To bring you down To one of the Worst times of your life Yeah That's you know Which I feel like Probably still happens To this day Depending To on this day yeah that. For sure Yo E
1: Um Thank you so much for doing this with me, man. It means it means the world. Is there anything? I know the the cafe. Anything you want to plug before you get out of here? I'll put anything in the show notes, websites, social media, or anything. Um,
0: Whoever listens to this, check out reconnectbrooklyn.org. It's a dope organization, doing real work in the community with scarce opportunities for the youth of Bed Stuy. You know.
1: Check out reconnect reconnect. Brooklyn Reconnect community And also keep your ears peeled For this man's podcast Which I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure Comes to fruition (laughs) If you need sports analytics I'm telling y'all This man is a Is a wealth of knowledge Yo E honestly You the man So much love Kim I'm gonna miss you bro God bless you on the mission My dude Thank you so much Seriously I love you mom and dad Hey mom and pop What up bro (laughs) Yo he ain't listening. to this Fuck you bro Alright peace y'all Thank you so much for tuning in It's my boy E Deuces